Hello, and welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calancini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children, created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. And today's episode was inspired by Ezekiel. So thank you, Ezekiel, for creating the goop names Use'em and Waste'em. These are such timely names because we as humans tend to use and waste a lot of things that we really don't need to. And there's very bad effects when we overuse and waste. And we're going to touch on that in today's story. So if you want to see the real photos that go with this story, just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 108 and you can see the photos and you can also download a free coloring page for the cover of this story. Now, today's episode, which is episode 108, is called Use'em and Waste'em and the Great Pacific Trash Patch. Technically, it's the Great Pacific Garbage Patch because there really is a giant, giant island of garbage floating out in the ocean. So it's called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. But... I really loved how Ezekiel, because he wrote in and suggested the names for this, and he wrote Trash Patch. And I thought it was just a little bit of a tongue twister, and I just like the way it sounded. So I sounded. (laughs) So I went with that, Ezekiel. And this is what Ezekiel wrote for Use Them and Waste Them. He says, they almost got gobbled by a trash monster that wants to turn them into trash. Wastem has a trash bag that he puts stuff in when he wastes it. And Usem carries a bag to put stuff in to use later. And they visit the Great Pacific Trash Patch. Now, I took a couple liberties with this, Ezekiel. I didn't actually create a trash monster because for me... That trash patch is the trash monster, which you are going to see in the story or hear in the story. Now, in our last episode, we spent some time with Snackadoo and Googleena, two goops that ended up in Hawaii, both through different, different avenues, shall we say. And they had to find their way back to Goop World using Google. And it works thanks to Googleina. They also ended up inadvertently bringing Tommy back to Goop World with them. And once Tommy got in Goop World, they found he had a strange power. Certain things that he touched turned to blue fairy dust. So they had to figure out how they could get Tommy out of Goop World before he turned many things into blue fairy dust and get him back to the human world. And it was in that process that little Usem and Wastem decided to come along and 
interrupt where maybe they weren't supposed to be. And they ended up going to the Great Pacific Trash Patch. So that is where we are right now. Goop Tales, episode 108, Use em and Waste em, and the Great Pacific Trash Patch. Use em and Waste em had such peculiar ways. For picking things up, they deserved lots of praise. Their bags were full of all sorts of things, Things that could be useful, like strings and springs. But Wastem had a way of not using what he took. And Usem took everything that he gave a look. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there were two goop twins named Usem and Wastem. The twins were known for carrying bags everywhere they went. Wastem had a green reusable bag that he used to stuff in anything that he gathered, but didn't really have a use for. Usem had a blue bag that he filled with just about any available object he could find. These bags came in handy from time to time. Once Usem and Wastem were at a go-kart park, and the car that Destroya was in suddenly broke down and wouldn't run anymore. The twins looked at each other, suspiciously, wondering if the car broke down or if Destroya had a hand in it. But they didn't say anything. Yuzum quickly opened his big blue bag and put his hand in. He rummaged around, feeling everything in the bag, before he triumphantly pulled out a wrench. I think this will do the trick, he said proudly. You have a wrench with you? asked Destroya. I do indeed. This bag has all sorts of things. You would be surprised, replied Yuzum. I think I would be, said Destroya. Then Yuzum got to work on the go-kart, and within ten minutes it was up and running again. You're a genius, said Destroya as she hopped in the go-kart and zoomed off. The contents of Wastem's bag were a bit different. Wastem had a tendency to waste things. He left the lights on and the door open when he left his house on a cold winter day. This always annoyed his parents, who talked about how wasteful this sort of behavior was in regards to electricity. Wastem also always wanted to have a whole pizza to himself, but he could never finish it. He also took stacks of paper to write on and then only used one piece of paper. Whenever he was using a pencil, he would throw it in his waste bag once the point wasn't sharp anymore, and he would then pull out a brand new pencil. Wastem's bag was full of odd bits of food, pens and pencils, paper clips, paper, and a variety of other odds and ends. 
Nibeline was known to rummage through Wastem's bag, looking for pieces of candy that had gotten thrown in it. And sometimes she got lucky and found a piece of her favorite candy, a hard, sour apple. Mm. Everyone in Goop World knew that you never knew what you were going to get when you stuck your hands in the bags of Usum and Wastem. One very sunshiny day, Usum and Wastem met up at the pizza parlor with their friend, Negotiati. I'm going to order pepperoni pizza for everyone, said Negotiati, who loved pepperoni pizza. Mm, I would like to get cheese, please, said Usum. We can only get one pizza, so let's make it pepperoni, said Negotiati. One pizza? said Usum and Wastem in unison. Yes, one. I have a gift certificate for one pizza, and that is all, said Negotiati. Wastem grimaced. He was really hoping to order his own pizza, although he would never be able to finish it. Fine, but let's get cheese, please, said Usum again. You can make your slices into cheese pizza, by removing the pepperoni pieces from them. You can even put them in your bag, said Negotiati, who was a master negotiator. Okay, okay said Usum and Wastem together. So the three of them sat down to a delicious pepperoni pizza, and Wastem promptly removed his pepperonis and dropped them in his green bag. Once they had finished their pizza, Negotiati remembered that she had a tennis lesson and was going to be late, so she whizzed away, leaving Usum and Wastem to spend the afternoon alone. I wish she wouldn't have to go so quickly, said Usum. We could have played hide-and-go-seek or something. I know. Now what are we going to do? I wish something exciting would happen, said Wastem. At that exact moment, Stin Jessie whizzed by them. When they asked her where she was going, she said she was going to play with Googleina, but she didn't even slow down for a second. She was in a very big hurry. Usum and Wastem knew that this was very suspicious behavior for Stin Jessie. Normally, she would stop and talk, so they decided to follow her to Googleina's house. Once at Googleina's house, they snuck around to the back door so they could spy on Googleina and Stingessi. As they peered through the back kitchen door, Usum and Wastem saw the most curious scene. First, they saw a young boy that they presumed to be human. They weren't sure, as they had never seen a human before. Googleina was lifting a bowl of something that she was about to throw at the young boy. Afraid that the human boy would disappear before they could meet him, Usum and Wastem held hands, stormed through the door and into the kitchen, and grabbed onto the young boy. Within seconds, all three of them were covered in blue fairy dust, and they disappeared. Chapter 2 Usum and Wastem 
clutched each other's hands as water ran over them. Water swirled all around them, carrying them with a force they couldn't resist. Finally, the water pushed them to the surface. Both Usum and Wastum immediately opened their eyes and looked around. The human boy they had grabbed onto was nowhere to be seen. What's happening? said Usum as he surveyed a vast ocean swirling around him. I don't know, but I don't see land anywhere in sight, answered Wastum. He swirled around to confirm there was no land. Although he didn't see land, Wastum spotted something floating in the water not too far away. It looked white and gray and very bumpy. Let's go see what that is, he said to Usum. The two of them swam towards the strange floating clump. As they approached the clump, Wastum squinted his eyes, trying to get a better look. At first, he couldn't make out what it was. He saw a bunch of debris all loosely held together by a net. It was an old fishing net that had latched on to plastic bottles and bags and styrofoam cups and other trash that had been tossed into the ocean. It's just a bunch of trash floating around, said Wastum. Well, this is a very large bunch of trash. Just look at all of this. It's like a little island. We must be in the human world, said Usum. They each grabbed onto a plastic bottle in order to float. Maybe we can do something with this. Make a raft or something so we can try to find our way out of this ocean, replied Wastum. Usum and Wastum set about untangling the plastic bottles from the net and then methodically weaving them together in rows to create a raft made of plastic bottles. It was a long and laborious process. As Usum swam to the far end of the garbage clump to gather a particularly large plastic bottle, he heard a strange sound. It was a sort of growling. Usum froze and looked around. He saw nothing but plastic debris caught in a net. He stayed very still and silent. And then he heard it again, the growling. The net around him began to move as if it were being tugged on. Yusum looked over to Wastum. He was on the other side of the small island of debris, but Yusum wanted his attention. He did not want to face this growling sound alone. Without even thinking, he picked up a plastic bottle floating in front of him and threw it over at Wastum. It hit him on the head. A very annoyed Wastum looked over at Yuzum and said, Why did you do that? Yuzum motioned for him to come over and stay silent. Wastum quietly made his way through the debris until he reached Yuzum. And then he glared and said, What? Shh, just listen, said Yuzum. 
They both floated in silence for a moment. Just when Waystam was growing weary, there it was again, the growling sound. Some or something else is here with us, said Yuzum. Waystam felt fear, and it was a feeling that he did not like. So he confronted it. Who's there? He blurted out. Come out now and show yourself, he continued. The growling came again, and then they heard a voice. Help me, it moaned. Yuzum and Waystam stared at each other with wide eyes, and then Waystam said, No time to waste, and they moved in the direction of the voice. Finally, after moving through old fishing nets and microplastic beads surrounded by styrofoam cups, Yuzum and Waystam saw the webbed foot of a loggerhead sea turtle. Help me, please, said the turtle. Yuzum dove beneath the water and saw that the turtle's legs were tangled in a fishing net. They had become so entwined that there was no way she could have undone them on her own. He dug into his blue bag for a pair of scissors and went to work on freeing the sea turtle. Once freed, the turtle lifted up her big webbed feet and gave Yuzum and Waystam a huge hug with a tear rolling down her eye. Don't cry, said Waystam. You are freed. But the gyre is so strong. It's taking us right into the vortex of the trash patch. No one ever escapes the vortex, responded the sea turtle. we're going to launch our first Gooptales book very soon. Visit gooptales.com forward slash book to find out more. It contains the first three Gooptales ever written, and it is illustrated in full color by an amazing illustrator. So you're going to get to see Goop World brought to life. If you want to be notified when it comes out and take advantage of an exclusive discount, Just pause this episode and go to gooptales.com forward slash book to get your name on the list. Chapter three. Gyre? Vortex? I don't understand. What are you talking about? Blurted out Waystam. He got very flustered when he was stressed. The turtle looked at Yuzum and Waystam with her wise old eyes. And then she said, Do you know where we are? The twins slowly shook their heads. Let me tell you. But first, introductions. I am Jade, and I have lived in these oceans for over 70 years. I'm lucky to still be here. And you are, she asked. I'm Yuzum, and this is my twin brother, Wastem. We're goops, said Yuzum. Goops? I'm not sure what those are, but I'm glad you're here. You've saved me. Now your names 
use them and waste them. What do those mean? Do they mean you behave like so many humans and use and waste things you don't need or care about? Things like plastic bottles that end up here? Asked Jade. Use them and waste them looked at each other, a bit embarrassed and not sure what to say. Finally, Wastem spoke. Well, I do waste things sometimes, and I put them all in here in this trash bag, he said as he lifted his green bag. But I don't just throw stuff in the ocean. I put everything wasteful in this bag, and sometimes the other goops find useful things in here. Jade nodded and then looked at Usum. Well, I gather things, things that others discard, and I do use them, eventually, or somebody uses them. I used an old pair of scissors that I found to cut you free, he said. Jade nodded again and said thank you. Then she went on to tell them that a gyre was a circulating ocean current. They were stuck in one right now and it was drawing them towards the vortex of the Great Pacific Trash Patch. A vortex was a kind of whirlpool in the ocean. So much trash had been thrown into the ocean, much of it plastic, and the plastic didn't break down, it never would. The sun melted the plastic into little plastic microbeads that put out bad chemicals into the environment. It was dangerous for all ocean life. Jade told them that the trash patch was so large that it was 1.6 million square kilometers. That is three times the size of France. If you can imagine, sighed Jade, we are headed for this trash patch. If we get caught in it, I am afraid we will never get out. There is so much debris that it will come at us like a monster with rope and entangle us. We, we can't go there. We need to turn around and go another direction, cried out Wastem, who was getting stressed again. The gyre is stronger than us, said Jade. I know these oceans, and I have survived for decades. But now I am caught, she continued. Never give up. We can't give up. Let's finish our bottle raft, said Usum, who was very industrious. Usum and Wastem told Jade to follow them over to their raft on the other side of the debris island they were stuck in. Once at the bottle raft, the three of them set to work. Wastem and Jade gathered the biggest bottles they could find, while Usum used his scissors and rope from the debris to build a raft. They used over 200 plastic bottles and built a very sturdy raft. Usum and Wastem climbed aboard, and Jade chose to stay in the water nearby. Now what? said Wastem. Well, 
I think we need to get ourselves away from this island of debris. It is headed for the trash patch, and we can't be part of that. Why don't we get in the water and swim and push our raft away from the rest of the debris? It will be a start, at least, said Yuzum hopefully. He stood on the raft and surveyed the never-ending ocean all around him, trying to get a sense of what direction to go. All he saw was the ocean in every direction. And then, ever so slowly, a spot on the horizon came into view. It was barely visible, but it was something. There, look, it's land, he said proudly as he pointed at the spot. Jade turned in the direction that Yuzum was pointing, and then she disappeared beneath the water because she could see better there. When she emerged, she said, That isn't land. That is the trash patch. And we are headed right for it. Chapter 4 What? It can't be, said Yuzum. Oh, it is. I can tell you, there is no land out here. And that is a massive, massive vortex of trash. I don't want to be sucked into it, said Jade. Yuzum and Wastem sat on their plastic bottle raft and gulped simultaneously. They looked down into the water and could see that the gyre was moving them. They were caught in a current beyond their control. Jade glanced up at them with her dark tortoise eyes and gave a heavy sigh. The patch started some 50 years ago. Before that, the oceans were cleaner. There wasn't so much plastic. I've seen so many changes in my lifetime, and I never thought I would be dragged into a vortex of trash, she said. Yuzuman Wastem looked back at her. I'm sorry, said Wastem, as he stared at his bag of waste. He thought about how he wanted to be more thoughtful and not waste so much. I'm sorry too, said Yuzum, but this isn't over yet. We aren't inside that awful trash patch. Let's use what we have and find a way out, he said with as much courage as he could muster. Both Wastem and Jade looked at each other and then at Yuzum as if they couldn't believe what he was saying. Then Jade spoke. We can't fight this gyre, even on your raft. We need a stronger force to help us. Yuzum nodded and then looked around. Yuzum never gave up on anything. He always looked for a way to use anything and everything around him but all he saw were miles of ocean and in the far, far distance, the great 
specific trash patch. What could he use? As he glanced up at the sky, Yuzum spotted a seagull flying overhead. It was soon followed by a flock. They were high, high in the sky, but that didn't stop Yuzum. His mind immediately went to work. What if he could get the seagulls to help them? There had to be a way. The seagulls continued to fly by in the sky and took no note of Yuzum and Wastum on their tiny raft in the ocean below. Seagulls! We need seagulls! Look! said Yuzum as he pointed towards the sky. Jade sighed. Those poor birds are headed for the trash patch. You know they don't even know it, but they will go to the trash patch for food and they will end up consuming so much plastic they can't survive, said Jade. We have to stop them, warn them, said Yuzum. Jade sighed again. They don't see us down here. They just see the trash patch. There has to be a way, said Yuzum, as he pulled up his blue bag and began to dig through it. After a minute of digging, Yuzum triumphantly said, Aha! I found it! And he held up a magnifying glass. It was an old magnifying glass that Varyvan had thrown out long ago. She mistakenly thought it was a mirror, but upon closer inspection, she found she had no use for it and tossed it in her trash, where Yuzum found it. We can use this to signal the seagulls, he said. Wastum and Jade both cocked their heads in thought. That idea could work. The sun was shining down hard, and Yuzum held up the magnifying glass, reflecting the bright sunlight. He positioned the glass until it beamed towards the seagulls, and then he tilted it back and forth, causing a bright ray of sunshine to flick through the sky right at the seagulls. Ringo was the lead seagull in the flock, and he instantly became annoyed by the beaming sun and looked down at the ocean to see where it was coming from. With his excellent eyesight, he spotted something bright and sparkly floating below him in the ocean. Thinking it was food, he immediately changed course and headed straight for Yuzum and Wastum. The rest of the flock followed, thinking there was food to be had. When Ringo reached the tiny raft, Jade quickly popped her head up and explained to Ringo and his flock that they were headed straight for a trash patch full of toxic plastic. Then she introduced Ringo and his flock to use them and waste them and asked for help. Ringo and his flock were so grateful for the trash patch warning that they were happy to help however they could. Within a short period of time, Yuzum and Wastum tied long ropes found in their trash island onto their floating bottle raft. Then they told Jade to climb aboard. 
over 100 seagulls, picked up a rope from the bottle raft, and on Ringo's command, they flew as hard and as fast as they could in the opposite direction of the Great Pacific Trash Patch and away from the current of the gyre. The flock worked as hard as they could for as long as they could, and when they couldn't pull the raft anymore, they let go of the ropes. Jade knew that she was in safe territory, and she bid farewell to use them and waste them, knowing they would find their way home. I will never forget you and your kindness, she said as she disappeared beneath the ocean. The twins drifted on for some time until nightfall came, and they both fell asleep. When they awoke the next morning, Usum and Wastum found themselves washed up on the ocean shore in Goop World. They stood up and stared at each other in amazement. We made it, said Wastum as he hugged his brother. We did. Now let's go find Negotiati and tell her all about the great Pacific trash patch, said Usum. But Negotiati was nowhere to be found. She was negotiating for her life at the Chattachak weekend market. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, that's it for episode 108. What did you think? I want to know. So just go on over to gooptales.com and leave me a message. Now, I've gotten so many messages. I love listening to your voicemail messages. And there was one that came in that I wanted to address. I addressed it separately to Micah, but now I'm going to address it to everybody because Micah wrote in and wanted to know how Tommy and Astrid, who live in Budapest, what they were doing in Hawaii. Now, I didn't go into great detail in the actual stories. This is in the the last three-part story with... um, Tommy and uh, Snackadoo and Googleena. So that's what I'm referring to, the three goop tales before this. But what happened is that Tommy and Astrid were visiting friends in Hawaii for a birthday party, which I did touch on in that story, but I didn't go into great detail on it because I'm still trying to figure out how much you, dear listeners, love the interaction between the goops and the humans and if you want to see more of it and if you'd like to see Tommy and Astrid or maybe even Petunia their little sister make it into goop world so why don't you leave me a message just go to gooptales.com and you can just click a little button on the side there and leave me a voice message and for all those who have left me voice messages that is in the past couple weeks that's Judah Jeanette, Ginny, Fleur, Antonio, Hadley, Ezekiel, Simone, Simon, Charlie, Rory, and Hugh. I want to thank you all for your voicemail messages, and I will see you in the next Goop Tale. <laughs>